One eight seven seven eight Silver Online GuildhallWealth.com. Make sure you uh, take a uh, look at your uh, your options as far as RSPs are concerned. RSPs, TFSAs, RESPs, Lift, Rift, Lear, it's all available. The e store in the top right corner. Lots to get through uh, today, fellas. Darren, opening salvo always by you. How was the uh, the update? The week that was. How are things? Hey, Jeremy. Hey, how are you? Good, pal. Well, yeah. listen, we're through the RSP deadlines. Nice. And it was busy for Guildhall. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that were uh, obviously looking to get into the market last minute, and you can only accommodate so much. But to those that were fortunate enough to have the timing uh, down pat, they got into the market. They've opened up registered accounts. It was a busy season for us. And uh, so ends the 2016 contribution mm-hmm. period and now begins the 2017 what we would tell people is that if you were planning on making a 2016 contribution and you wanted to own bullion and uh, you didn't get around to buying bullion, now's the perfect time. Yeah. We've had a nice week and some gain in the market. And here on Thursday, as we tape the show, a little bit of a pullback in the price of silver, the ratio between gold and silver, which was trading as low as 67 to 1 during the middle of the week, popped back up to about 69 and change. Whether or not we see gold come off a little bit as well remains to be seen here as we tape on Thursday. But the expectation all along was that you can never have a market that goes straight up in one direction. So we do see this as a buying opportunity. And we do have a few updates today that go hand in hand with why we love silver so much. And throughout this show, we're going to talk about how to open up an account and really what Guildhall does offer alongside with Jeremy and Paul, a discussion of colored diamonds uh, throughout the show. We're going to be talking about some silver fundamentals, so we look forward to this show today. Jeremy, what's going on, pal? Yeah, so you know we're seeing a nice pullback in precious metals today. Um, we're getting word that over two billion dollars worth of silver was pushed into the market uh, at eleven thirty in Europe. On paper. Um, on paper, it's pure paper. And every time one of these events happens, what what occurs is the people who are savvy, who are into physical precious metals, are trying to acquire the product mm-hmm. at the lower price. So the the paper market tries to tries to dictate what the price is, and those who are savvy are buying the actual physical market. And what's happening is every time those players that are pushing this paper market, they get weaker and weaker each time because they have less and less physical to come up with. So it's an end game process that we're starting to see. This is something that Andrew McGuire, the JP Morgan whistleblower, has been talking about for several years. And over those several years, we have seen a very significant change in the physical dynamic of the market. So all of these buying dips uh, or all of these dips in the market are buying opportunities and we'll discuss that a little bit further in the show why that exactly is although i think i just did that but um but yeah it is a great time to get involved in the market rsp season's closed but uh physical market has never been stronger right now through the guildhall precious metal e-store uh you go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com for every gold maple that you purchase, you are going to get one free silver maple with that. Nice. So definitely check out that promotion. As well, we've just started offering the 10-ounce silver coin. It's the Canadian Magnificent Maple Leaves. It's a 2017 coin. And again, it's a 10-ounce coin. And that's going to be offered. That is offered through our website as well. So guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Great place to buy your physical, and when you see dips like this, you want to get involved. Now, Jeremy, just a quick just to interrupt you. If somebody buys ten gold maples, we give them one of these ten ounce uh, silver maples. 
Sounds great. Now, one thing to keep in mind, though, is the our Precious Metal e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, is not open on the weekend. You can go on and you can register your account, but the trading hours are based on the trading hours of Precious Metals. So Precious Metals don't trade on the weekend, so that you can register, you can get ready, but you can either purchase Friday afternoon or Monday morning. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, we'll give a, our listeners a short update. Speaking of paper trading, we mentioned last week about the uh, race to own the most physical silver now around the world, and typically there have been really only uh, a couple or very small number of entities, institutions, um, collaborations around the world that have been able to put enough money into the market to start getting a sizable amount of silver in their vaults. One of those was, since 2005, the uh, ETF that was uh, started by Barclays back then, and uh, it was a silver ETF, an exchange-traded fund, that started accumulating silver as its backing collateral, and of course, uh, to date, is still the largest holder of silver, single holder of silver in the world, with around 300 uh, to 330 million ounces of silver in there. But uh, in previous shows, Jeremy had been discussing the uh, kind of race to hold the most silver by uh, the more recent companies, and we mentioned J.P. Morgan and the Shanghai Futures Exchange, and they are really what have been helping to stand behind very strong fundamentals in the silver market, despite uh, J.P. Morgan's best efforts to persuade their own investors not to invest in the physical silver market, which is something that happens on a day-to-day basis. Um, the year-to-date, the Shanghai Futures Exchange has continued to accumulate silver very rapidly. Since the end of 2016, it's added about 8 million ounces of silver to its vaults, which is an increase of over 13% compared to the end of 2016. And while that is a lot uh, in and of itself, J.P. Morgan has been even more aggressive and has added about 8.5 million ounces of silver to its vault at the COMEX, which is about an increase of 10.5% compared to the end of 2016. And of course, if you look uh, at both of these entities compared against the ETF, the ETF has actually lightened their load slightly in terms of the total ounces they've hold. So interestingly enough, we're watching that uh, J.P. Morgan accumulation very closely, and they're quickly moving to become uh, one of the largest and single institutions uh, holding silver in the world. And of course, this in modern history is the largest physical position of silver that J.P. Morgan's ever owned. So it would not surprise me at all with this pullback in the market to see their numbers grow again, because quite often they will attempt to trigger events from time to time as people like Andrew McGuire and other types of whistleblowers have indicated in order to accumulate the physical at a lower price. So we'll see and watch that very closely for our all of those that are interested in hearing more about that. But uh, we wanted to discuss, of course, at Guildhall, uh, a little bit more about uh, some of the more common questions we're getting these days about account opening. And uh, one of the questions that we get is, what do I have to look for when I'm opening up account? You've you put lots of options in front of me. You've told me all about silver and gold, in some cases platinum or palladium, and you've talked about registered accounts and TFSAs and uh, all kinds of ways to own them. And I think that the best way to approach this from an investment standpoint is to simply decide what it is you need first. So the very first thing we do at Guildhall when you call in as an investor is we listen. 
We try to sort through what have been your stalling points from a portfolio perspective. We're not here to give financial advice, but we are experts in the arena of bullion. So when it comes to clients that know they want to buy bullion, have their heart set on owning gold, silver, uh, then we are here to listen, of course, give you as much feedback as we can. So these are all part of the process of the account opening that you go through when you get to Guildhall. And as a side effect, you learn a lot about markets in general. One eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. And you know, at Guildhall, we only deal in physical bullion. And with physical bullion, what the first thing anyone notices is that there's a difference between the spot price and the actual price you pay. They always say, well, how come I can't buy it at spot price? And we have to explain that the spot price is the unfabricated price of silver or gold. Now, what happens is, is you have in, in the physical market, you have to buy fabricated product. You want to buy product that's been refined to 99.9% purity. You decide on the size of the bar or coin that you're looking for. And the larger the bar, the lower the premium. Now, there are more economical ways to get exposure to the market, but you're not going to be getting physical product necessarily. So for example, let's say, Darren, you were just mentioning the ETF. An ETF is something very uh, inexpensive to get involved in. Of course, this product is not yours. You cannot go and visit it, and there's lots of counterparty risk. No offense to anyone investing in, in, in the ETF. They might just want, again, exposure to the market but not necessarily the benefits of the market, which is having zero counterparty risk. Because at the end of the day, and we can go over our fundamentals, you can print as much money as you want, and you can try to manipulate their value with interest rates as much as you want. But there are limits, and I'd like to maybe set that as the theme today, which is limits. There's a limit to how much money you can print. There's a limit to how much um, a market can go up. And there's a limit to how much silver and gold there are that are that's actually out there. So we find it's very important to buy the actual physical product. The, when you're owning the actual physical in your hand or allocated in a depository account, it's yours. There's no counterparty risk. There's a systemic economic financial collapse. That product is still available. It's still yours. Whereas an ETF, as an example, will not be available. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to actually talk more about uh, why silver and gold remain one of the best opportunities of a lifetime. And in addition to that, if you're listening and you want to open up an account with Guildhall, it's very simple to do so. We'll talk more about it through the show, but if you want to open up right away, you can simply buy product and have it delivered to you. Take it home if you're using our online store, for example. Anything more than $350 purchase U.S. is free delivery, so that's a very easy way to start accumulating gold and silver. If you'd like to have it safely stored, we have depository accounts, which we can set you up with. That's also safety in mind, first and foremost, insurance and the ability to buy and sell by telephone call without having to transport any of your bullion back and forth here and there. And you can do that in various denominations in both coin and bar form. And if you like the idea of owning it, and you like the idea of having it stored, you might also want to consider doing a uh, option number three, which is a registered account. We've just talked about it in the first part of the segment, but TFSAs, RESPs, RRSPs, spousal RSPs, uh, locked-in accounts, all kinds of options when it comes to registered accounts. And that's also an option for you, whether you have any 
pre-existing registered account and you want to take some of what's already in there that's not doing so well and devote it to gold and silver, we can help you with that. Or if you're looking to set up a brand new account and uh, in the near future, within the next few weeks, we're going to be announcing yet another new account, which will give uh, option for larger investors to look at margining um, and buying physical segregated and allocated product on margins. So stay tuned for that as well. In the second segment, we're going to come back and talk more about uh, the reasons why silver and gold remain one of the best opportunities of a lifetime. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start investing. Guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, the e-store, the RSP, all the information can be had online. Check it out. We'll be back after a short break. The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the e-store, RSP room. There's all different kinds of ways to get physical metals into your account. Uh, Darren, now let's get back into this. we got something very interesting just came across my desk. Well, we do, John. In fact, uh, we love to entertain any of the feedback we get about this show on a weekly basis, and we do that quite frequently. If you look at uh, our Google reviews, you'll see people are... Uh, overly happy with what they've been buying through Guildhall and with our service level. But it does the odd time uh, beg the question, what is important to talk about? And sometimes we get those really thematic questions that really hit one specific area of uh, of a nerve in, in a listener and they want to know more about what it is that happens in the market and how they could have avoided it maybe. And this particular email that Jeremy got this week is a perfect example that I believe he forwarded it to you and I think you should read it to the listeners because it's a perfect way to engage and get people's feedback. Okay, so uh, read along, at least follow along with this. This is from Anonymous. doesn't have a name attached to it, which is always good. So it starts off like this. It says, I've listened to your radio uh, commercial and I'm very wary. I can't uh, help but think that you are not being honest with the listeners slash suckers. Uh, you've been touting silver for many years and we're recommending it be bought uh, whenever it was over $50. Your job is to sell silver, period, but you don't present that clearly to your audience. Why don't you tell them when you were recommending it all uh, years at all prices? Clearly, anyone who bought it at $50 plus would have lost a fortune on your recommendation. Would you not agree? In regard to diamonds, if it goes up as much as you say it does every year, why on earth would you sell any yourself? Clearly, you could would make much more money holding the diamonds and selling them and making some small percentage. The fact you are selling and not holding suggests to me that the claims of increased diamond value may not quite be as good as you make it sound. I hope I get an honest response from you. Thank you, Anonymous. It, it's a great letter. Sure. I, I mean, that's great feedback to know that some people are, are thinking that way and, and are uh, doing their due diligence. Yep. You know, saying, "Look, you're the first source that I've heard on this," and and uh, thank I'm you, seeing, competition. <laughs> and I'm seeing some some holes that I'd like to I'd like you to answer. So let's let's get right into that. Um, I, we'll we'll look at that in two parts: one being the diamonds, and one being precious metals. Sure. Um, let's talk about precious metals first. So what I actually responded to the to the inquiry with was that um, on the one hand, they're absolutely right. The price of silver did trade over $40 an ounce for approximately three months in 2011. So I sent, you're often hearing me on this radio show talking about a great website, goldprice.org, because there's really good charts on, on the precious metals, and I forwarded this chart to them. And what you can see is that you see 
you know, 10 different currencies and precious metals returns year over year in all of those currencies. So in silver, for example, in 2010, the price went up 69%. So yes, if you'd bought silver at over $40 an ounce in 2011, there was a three-month period where it traded over $40 an ounce. Beyond those three months out of 15 years, there are lots of opportunities where clients would have been able to purchase at much lower prices. Case in point, even the last few years, 2015, silver was up 5%. Last year, it was up 11%. And so far this year, it's up at 11%. So anyone who bought throughout 2013 and 14 is probably very happy. Anyone who bought after 2011, when the price came down, is also probably very happy. And anyone who purchased before that top in the market would also be very happy if they bought back in 2006, 7, and 8, when the price was much lower. Just a second, Jeremy. How would you have liked to bought Nortel at $120 and it's zip? This is, a, this is the reason for precious metals, the fact that it doesn't drop, it can't drop to zero because mm. it's a physical asset. So yes, while someone, <clears throat> there may be investors that bought at the top of the market, this is, this is true in any market, any, you know, when there's a, a certain right. sense of euphoria, the question is where it's going to be long term. Yeah, but and you it, can also take off. If silver goes to $49 and the market's moving up, surely you're entitled to take some profit off the table. Do you expect it to go to $5,000? I mean, the, the point is, yes, silver has been as low as $3.80, and it has been as high as $49. In between that, there's a lot of money. There's, even today, the market went up. It was $18.47. It dropped down to $17.60, $17.65. You need that turbulence in the market to make money. If it's just static, you don't make anything. It's true. and But in this case, look... Uh, uh, a listener is saying, if I'd bought it at $50, I'd have lost money. And I can't, I cannot disagree with that. Sure. It's absolutely true. If someone had bought at a high in the market and had elected to not cost average and had elect, elected to not approach this market long term, would not have done well in the market at all. If, if it's a complete just short-term thinking of I'm going to buy at the top of the market, then yes. you know. And, and if the intent of the question, which I don't think it was, is to, is to corner us by saying, if I had bought at a very small point in history, I'd have lost with you, therefore I don't want to invest, then, then the person has found their rationale. The point that I'm trying to make is that in the last 15 years, silver's up over 236% in Canadian dollars and over 300% in US dollars. So anyone who had exercised on ongoing acquisitions of precious metals is probably very, very happy with their position. I know myself, I started investing in 2006, and I am very pleased with my position because what happens is, is once you acquire the market goes up, it comes back down, you see where you're at. It's not about top to top, it's about bottoms to bottoms. Mm. And we look at the fundamentals here. Do you think the US and Canada are gonna keep printing money? Do you think the debts are gonna keep ballooning? Do you think interest rates are gonna snap back to regular six, 7%? Do you think the geopolitical fallout that you can see with something like Trump's speeches recently in these trade wars ideas that are coming about, the geopolitical unrest and 
fallout of printing money and trying to devalue your currency has a lot of implications, negative implications. Precious metals are typically great hedges against that. So anyone who's been long-term investor in precious metals has definitely seen the benefits of holding that, whereas I think that anyone who's bought short-term, maybe not. Let's move on to the diamond question then. Well, I really enjoyed the diamond question because um, it sort of incur it sort of implies that we're not allowed to benefit the public in any way. That if we have something great, we should keep it to ourselves. And we've always said that colored diamonds are a best kept secret. And in terms of holding on to the diamonds, I would disagree that all since Guildhall owns all of their all of our diamonds, we've gone out and personally acquired these diamonds and invested in these diamonds means that we believe in this product 100%. And yes, if a diamond doesn't sell this year, it will be more expensive next year. So our inventory is rising in value all the time. You know, a company like Tiffany's should definitely be acquiring natural fancy colored diamonds because white diamonds can go down in value all the time. But colored diamonds of high quality have never dropped in price. So why not hold an inventory that's constantly going up? Now, look, there are diamonds that are easier for the everyday person to to get involved in, like a one-carat fancy or a one-carat intense yellow. But we do have diamonds like a 0.72 vivid pink diamond VS quality that's going to sell for over 700 right, Paul? Yeah. So a diamond like that is not That's something... this week. It's probably going to be more when we get it appraised again because it's an Argyle diamond and, you know, it's just going to keep on going up and up and up. So to answer the question is that we are sitting on that diamond. It's not, it's not a diamond that's going to sell every day and it might take right. several years to sell. And when it does, we'll do very, very well. So why wouldn't we have purchased that diamond? But we are in the business of selling. So we want to get new inventory, and to get new inventory, we have to sell old inventory. What we're essentially doing is we're teaching our clients to use the same process that we use. They themselves can buy, own a diamond, and down the road decide to sell it. Sure, It's exactly. the same thing that we do with our own inventory. Point. We believe in something that we found. We practice what we preach, which is not what I can say about most uh, institutions nowadays, when you go to find out about their investments and what they do, most of them don't practice what they preach. They're telling you to do something based on what they think you need. But the reality is this is not for everyone. Not everyone's going to agree that diamonds are a great investment for them. And not everyone will have the patience. A lot of people, John, as you well know, they want to buy something today and they want to sell it in a few days and make as quick money as possible. But with those type of investments come a surmounting amount of risk. And that risk just isn't inherent in the colored diamond market. You get to sleep at night. You get to wear the item when you own it. And of course, as I said before, education is the key to winning. I hope that this person that wrote anonymous and took the time out of their day to send us this thoughtful bit of feedback does understand that we're trying to teach them how to do this themselves. An example you know, the person says, why would you sell the diamonds when they keep going up in value? Well, let me give you an example. We sold a client a couple of years ago, uh, an Argyle 0.59 tender diamond for about $125,000. It was just reappraised at $450,000. Even at the wholesale level, we could get two seventy-five, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 for that diamond. The customer also bought a 0.65 blue round, brilliant cut, internally flawless, intense diamond 
for around about $179,000. We just had it reappraised for $705,000. Wholesale level, $390,000, The customer is absolutely ecstatic. It's not for everybody. I mean, if somebody, you know, especially our competition out there, which Anonymous could be from our competition, because the market is quiet. You have to sell quality product to, for clients to make money. Right. We don't sell, in, we sell internally flawless yellows. We sell the odd VS or VS1 because it's purely on color. But those diamonds increase in value. If you go to a pink, you know, um, they can go up as much as 50, 60% a year if you buy the right diamond. It's like property. If you buy a home for $4 million in a great area and property's going up 10% a year, you're going to make 400000 If you buy a home in the outskirts, whether it's in Ajax or wherever it is, for $400,000 and it goes up 10%, you're going to make 40000 The house in Forest Hill for $4 million will go up as much as the value of that home in Ajax. It's... Fact. I guess buildings, to your point, builders buy properties all the time. Well, if it's so valuable to live in Toronto 416, why are you going to sell the house when you build it? That's exactly. the process. That's, it, the whole point. that's the process. Exactly. And 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 the, the other aspect of this is that we are selling quality. And I think that the person who wrote the email is pointing that out in some ways. Isn't it better to sell quality and have happy clients who are making money then sell something that's not of good quality and no one's making money. We're here to create a good reputation and you don't get a good reputation if you're selling something that is of lesser quality. So the better quality that you have, the better the the returns on that. Paul, you were making the point that money makes money in, in colored diamonds because ultimately the more you invest, then the more rare that diamond, the more it's expensive it's going to be and the more value it's going to get over time. But essentially, the idea is that the better the quality, the better the, the you're, you're going to see the gains. Whereas if you're not buying good quality, you're not getting that. So Guildhall has elected to do only good quality. We see that our clients are making money. It is a long-term investment. This isn't a quick flip type of thing. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with making money at that either. Well, we make money by selling the diamond. And we will make some money when we help the client at the right time resell the diamond because right. that's a beautiful quality beautiful. diamond and we'd love to be a part of that sale eventually. Well, as an example, we have on, on our website a 0.53 fancy intense emerald cut argyle VS2 diamond. It's on for $170,000. This is a type of investment. That's US dollars, not Canadian dollars, which would be about $12 million. It's $170,000 US. This is the type of diamond in 10 years' time could easily be worth a half a million dollars. If this is the type of money you're looking to make, you're looking for an investment that is safe, color diamonds, natural fancy color diamonds of this quality have never, ever dropped in, in value and can only go up. This is a type of investment. But we have diamonds as low as $10,000. You're still going to make 6 8% a year. But when you buy a diamond for 170000 300000 500000 you're going to get a better return. When we come back from break, why don't we stick with the topic of colored diamonds? Yep. And we are going to talk about why gold and silver are considered the opportunity of a lifetime by Forbes magazine. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhalldiamonds.com. Ahead of time, you want to check out the collection, high-res photography. You can do so as we get into a short break. And come back with more of The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.
One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren. Well, before we get to that Forbes article on why gold and silver may be the opportunity of a lifetime, continue on with colored diamonds. The one thing that I wanted to make clear for people is that we always stand behind what we sell. If a person has been unhappy with a purchase or they felt as though something else came along and it was better and we were in a p- position to help them, we've always done it. We've never ever had a client who's been in a position to buy a diamond, hold on to it, and sell it down the road, never once has that client ever lost a penny. Never. Not once at Guildhall. So again, this is particularly interesting when you consider what the the gamut of different investments are around the world. Now, we can't say that about gold and silver because gold and silver are much more volatile. But we can also say, as we were mentioning earlier about the email that we received from Anonymous, uh, we've been in this market since day one. We have never shied away from the price either rising or falling. When silver rose to $49 an ounce and then proceeded to be on the downside of profit taking and the rest of the world did that for a very long time, we were here week after week. When 49 became 42, when 42 became 35, 32, 26, and so on and so forth. And of course, that took a very short amount of time. And what the key point is, or the ingredient of being a good investor over the long term is number one, understanding that gold and silver have and always will be in the physical form, long-term investments. There is, and will continue to be opportunity costs that are associated with gold and silver that are not associated with stocks or other investments. You will not derive uh, some type of ongoing income like you would from a dividend paying stock. You will have to pay a storage fee. Unlike a piece of paper that just gets held in a digital world, there is a storage fee and insurance to cover for physical metals. But if you look at the track record of where we come from, Jeremy made the most important point of all. The performance is in the unquestionable green in both gold and silver in the time that our doors have been open. And you just can't say that about everything. And that's ultimately why we look at it as a long-term investment versus something that you'd buy for a couple of months. There are those people who will always want to capitalize on something that's short-term. And like Anonymous said, if he had bought at 50, he'd be losing. Well, yes, if in a four-month stretch where silver was above $40 an ounce on its way to 49 in four months over the entire tenure of time, if you had owned it, in fact, you did nothing, you didn't take anybody's advice around you to sell or to cost average, then yes, you'd be down. But Slow and steady we, wins the race. But we've right? still got but, clients that bought gold, uh, silver at $3.80 and gold at 250 hmm. They're not complaining. No, they're not, Paul, and the majority of the clients have been in that kind of boat. And if we look even at our registered accounts with Guildhall, uh, there is an interesting uh, there is an interesting thing happening. We're starting to see all of the 2016 and late 2015 registered accounts all sitting in the green. And I mean, this is unprecedented. I mean, we don't generally speak about it on air because it's not uh, it's not our style. We don't like to push it into people's face. But ultimately, it is a tremendous amount of uh, clientele, hundreds and hundreds of investors that are sitting in the green. Now, there are various amounts. Some are much higher than others, but it is amazing to tune in and be able to hear things like that every once in a while. So again, when it comes to gold and silver, I think you've got a bright, bright future ahead. But I think we were also just talking uh, during the break there that ultimately, you know, when the price of silver and gold were coming down off their highs in 2011, we were here. 
every week. We didn't tuck our tail and say, oh, that's it of the market. We're done here, folks. You know, uh, market's over. We still very strongly believe in the fundamentals of the market, the reasons to hold precious metals, <clears throat> excuse me, and we firmly believe that nothing's changed. And, you know, if just going back as a moment in history, if you look at the 70s as an example, Nixon lifts the gold standard in 71, gold rises from uh, $35 an ounce to, to uh, $200 an ounce by 1976. It then proceeds to drop to $100. There would be a lot of detractors in the market in the mid-70s who would have said that anyone who was calling for, for silver to rise and anyone who or gold and anyone who'd bought gold over, those, over that uh, five-year period is crazy. And yet if someone had held on for just another four years, and what's four years? Really, at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's high school, it's university. You know, it seemed like forever when you were there, but it's not a long time now. I mean, I, I could tell during Trump's speech the other day, he's already working on a second term because what's four years? You know, it goes by very, very quickly. And four years later, the price of gold went from $100 all the way to 850 So it's not a technical analysis. It's a fundamental analysis. It's a reason to hold precious metals that we're going to get into right now. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And on the heels of that, and all also equally important, is knowing that other people out there in the world feel the same way we do. And I would say this to Anonymous that wrote the letter this week, there is more mainstream media coming on board with this belief that long-term gold and silver is a smart choice for investors. Case in point, Forbes this week released an article called Gold and Silver, Opportunity of a Lifetime, was written by a contributor. Uh, his name is Bert Doman. He's a longtime investor, longtime trader, not focused on commodities per se or gold and silver, but uh, he says in his first opening paragraph, over the past 39 years, I've rarely used the words opportunity of a lifetime. However, I feel there is a good chance of another one in progress right now. Let's look at gold since the late 70s. History may not exactly repeat itself, but often it rhymes. And that first paragraph tells us right away that there is a huge, huge change in mentality coming through the system. Here you have a mainstream investor who had an opportunity in the 70s, as Jeremy was just mentioning, to talk about how gold and silver performed and imagine the amounts, the immense amount of pressure that someone was under if their clients were in the gold market and you know half the gold market fell apart in a short span of time. And he says in his next paragraph, in 77, when his firm, Doming Capital, was founded, he started a, a letter, newsletter, and he was correctly bullish on gold. It soared from around 120 when he recommended it to more than 850 during the next three plus years. Then when gold dropped through 694 to the downside, he declared it a bear market. Of course, the Reagan era took over. Interest rates popped right up. That threat of inflation was no longer there. It was in place. And of course, we have a bear market in metals. But this is cyclical market. This These things come around full circle again. And of course, in 2002, as our listeners know, the new secular bull market started in gold and silver, and we've been in it ever since. And he says, using cycle studies, he predicted in 1981 that bear market might last 20 years, but might also be followed by a 30-plus year bull market. Imagine, in 2002, 
finding out that you were right, that gold and silver were going to last for 30 years. Yeah. That would take us to 2032. That'd be incredible. And I can only imagine where gold and silver will go. He says, I've done a lot of thinking about the precious metals and the long-term prospects. One year ago in his February 18th issue, he wrote about the 2011 to 2015 decline and stated that possibly this was a simple, small cyclical bear market inside a longer-term secular bull market. And if he was correct, that much higher highs are ahead. Well, during the rest of this article, he proceeds to pull out chart after chart to really just help solidify his point of view that gold, in fact, and silver are now considered by many to be the opportunity of a lifetime. This is very quiet. This is not happening in the mainstream media. You will not turn on your TV at night and find that this is the topic du jour. It will not present itself as something that becomes common sense to the mainstream investor until 20% of all globally managed assets are parked in it and it is a bubble waiting to burst. At that point, who knows where the prices will be. He goes on to say his contrarian view of gold has been in place for about 40 years, and it is always being contrary to common thinking on gold. Popular opinions are gold is a crisis hedge. He disagrees. It actually declined from 800 to around 250 and 81 to 2001 or 20 years, and he's saying that there were some tremendous crises. He said that in order for this to all work, the fundamentals we talk about on the show all have to be in place. You can't just have one. You can't just have geopolitical instability, or you can't just have supply and demand issues, or inflation, or weak currency threats. It all has to be working on the same fold. And basically, this is an article we want to share with all of our listeners that we feel is very, very important to hear. So go to our LinkedIn group for Guildhall Wealth Management, or give us a call. Ask for it this week in person. We'll make sure it gets onto the Precious Metals Advisor, which is free to you. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. You know, if you need to get into the market, you want to start buying some precious metals right now, you can go to our website, preciousmetals.com, guildhallwealth.com, right-hand corner. You're going to see our, our e-store. You can buy a physical product. You can buy silver maple leaves, one-ounce silver bars, 10-ounce, 100-ounce bars. Same thing on the gold. You can buy quarter, half, one-ounce gold maples. You can buy one-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, kilo bars of gold. We have a special this week. You buy a one-ounce gold maple, you get a one-ounce silver maple, no charge, completely free. If you buy 10 gold maples, you're going to get the new 10-ounce silver maple coin, completely free of charge. If you are a larger investor and you don't want to take product home or you're not going to be putting it in a safe deposit box, especially silver, you know, a thousand ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. You know, you can put it in our depository, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated. We even supply the bar numbers for you. You can even have visitations. This Yesterday alone, we had three people come to the website to do an audit of their product. So it is available to you. The other way to invest in gold and silver is through a registered plan, whether it's an RSP, TFSA, Alira, any type of registered plan you can put gold and silver. Give us a call. Let's get you started. You know, nothing... Today we've had a little bit of a retracement back in gold and silver. I purchased silver myself today. I love retracements. I love when the market comes off. It's a buying opportunity. You make money. It's not day trading, but at the same time, when you see a bargain, you take advantage of it. And gold and silver to me right now is a great, great investment. 
one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. We'll take a short break. Lots more of the real money show coming right up. Talk radio, AM six forty. One eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. Darren, take us home, brother. Well, listen, we did a lot about the uh, various aspects of what happened during this week. We talked about the letter from Anonymous. Go back and listen to the show if you haven't heard it. It's fantastic. We've talked about colored diamonds. We want to talk a little bit about packaging that all together. And we've also spent some time talking about why gold and silver may be the investment of a lifetime. So if we're looking at this from the perspective of investment, let's talk about the, the milestones that we've hit here. Number one, gold and silver have remained positive this year and last. Number two, we've just recently seen a little pullback in the price. Great opportunity for buying, nothing out of the ordinary, but still a great opportunity for those who are paying attention and looking to get into the market. Number three, we've just passed the registered RSP deadline for Canadians as of March 1st, come and gone. Congratulations to everybody getting in their investments. I think overall we'll have some statistics to talk about on the coming shows over the next couple of weeks about where money is flowing to and who is doing what. And uh, number four, and probably most importantly, let's spend the last few minutes of the show talking about how important it is to get into this market now while we have these opportunities and undervalued metals. Question. Um, If somebody's already got an RSP or a TFSA uh, with an existing institution, how do they get that put put over to Guildhall or to Questrade, who are our uh, partners in this? How would they do that? Well, I might use John as an example. Hello. He's uh, he's a client with Guildhall, and uh, it uh, took him a few years to come by this, but now that he's uh, gotten into the swing <laughs> for the registered accounts, uh, he was part of this process. John, did you find the process at all daunting or difficult? Really simple. A few minutes on the phone, you got to do a little typing, a couple emails, and uh, you're waiting. You're, you're going. And it's you done. took a portion of an already existing account and you moved it over from another institution over to Guildhall, exactly correct? Exactly what I did, yeah. Yes, yep. so it's Simple. very easy to do. It's just a phone call, a little bit of paperwork, as John said, 15 to 20 minutes, maybe a half hour of your time. And it means that those who have pre-existing RRSPs or registered accounts of any type from Lira's locked-in pensions are some which of which are very available for bullion uh, purchasing, whether you have a spousal RSP that you're contributing to, all of these uh, boil down to being available and eligible for bullion. I mean, so a lot of people have RSPs and TFSAs and other type of vehicles, and they have cash on the side. They've just been terrified to invest in the market. Now, if you look at the stock market, it's had a pretty good run up. What goes up must come down. So, you know, if you've got some dogs in your accounts, um, most people do, if they've, if they've got some mutual funds or some stocks that have not done well, or if they've made some money in the market in some stocks, it might be a time to take some money off the table and put it into gold. Gold has come off this week, as uh, today. Uh, it's a buying opportunity. It dropped 75, 80 cents from where it was. To me, that's a bargain. Well, here's the thing, Paul. Until I did this switch with Quest, Quest Trade and you guys, I had no idea what was in that RSP. It was just there. I didn't know what, what it was made up from. I do now because I have a Quest Trader account. <laughs> well, I know exactly what's in but there But isn't now. it amazing when somebody was saying to us the other day, people go into banks, they get an RSP, and every bank says, we have the best RSP. We can only make money. You can make money, make money, make money. Not true. The fees are incredible in most cases. You can't make money in, on mutual funds. The markets have to shoot up incredible. If you look at the Dow right now, it's had a terrific increase, but it's due for a correction. It really is due for a correction. And gold and silver to me is undervalued. So, you know, why don't you put your money where you can make some money? 
Well, you know, we, earlier in the show, we were talking about limits and we were saying, let's just put things into a bit of a context of limits. <clears throat> Art Cashin uh, was interviewed recently. He's uh, often on CNBC and he was saying that cash from cash component of retails and retail investors is at like an all time low. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means everyone is all in on the stock market, all in. And yet we see articles every day of people, insiders who are in a stealth mode of taking their money out of the stock market. And we also see articles all the time about there's a stealth bull market in precious metals where people are acquiring the physical on the sly. And we're talking very large entities. And anyone who subscribes to the Precious Metal Advisor Guildhall's weekly newsletter can see these articles. We're putting them in there week by week. Or join the LinkedIn group and get these articles on a daily basis to see what's actually happening out there. And the fact is, is that if everyone has invested all of their cash into the market, then where else is it coming from? So you've got what? The Fed putting their own cash in the markets? Leverage going into the market? Whatever's going into the market after all retailer retail investors have put all their money in is just risk of adding risk upon risk upon risk. Hey, listen, if you think the market's going to go up um, forever, then fantastic. But you should probably have some portfolio insurance. And, you know, Darren, you were talking about in the in the last segment about the fact that gold and silver are often looked at as this quote unquote safe haven. As if safe haven is something that you do only when you see a twister literally in your backyard. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. You either protect yourself with a safe haven or you don't. And so the idea of long-term investing and making space in your portfolio for that safe, safe haven aspect, that insurance aspect of your portfolio... A, prevents you, and I'm not an advisor, but that prevents you from being all in on one thing or the other. And same thing on precious metals. You know, I personally go by the sleep at night rule. If I'm not sleeping at night because I'm watching the precious metals all the time, I'm probably over-invested. But if I'm not sleeping at night because I'm really worried about what's going on out there, maybe I need to have more precious metals in my mm-hmm. portfolio. So it's important to live your life. It's important to be healthy and, and all of these things, but it's important to diversify. And having physical precious metals, zero counterparty risk, it's always been there. It will always be there through fiat currencies and Bitcoin and market ups and downs. Physical precious metals will always be there. They always have. It's real money. How do you get it? You go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You put a little bit in your hand. You get an idea of what we're actually talking about. And again, you buy a gold maple, you get a free silver maple at the same time. one 877 What you were saying just before about people are kind of heading to the sidelines, um, Jeffrey Sort, he's the um, chief executive officer at Raymond James. That's one of the largest brokerage houses in in the U.S. And he's just said, he's headline, I've never seen anything like this market, so I'm out. He's heading for the sidelines, taking the cash. The market has had a great run up. It's not going to keep on going up. There's going to be a correction. You need to be in the next thing. Real estate's done very well in Canada. Uh, are we in a bubble? I think we're in a bubble, but people still. Well, you said it buying. yourself this week, Paul. You said, "Look, people people think it can't go down. It went down in Vancouver. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens. 
things things like this happen. You know, I, I've been looking and, and trying to explain to people a lot about the Brexit and how gold performed before and after. If you held gold before and the, the British pound went down by 30%, you hedged because your gold the gold price went up by 30%. Now, some would say, yeah, but if I'm living and working in, in London, what do I care? Well, what you care is, is every... Every single good that comes into the country is now 30% more expensive. That's why you hold gold. I always call it your inflation rebate because you have to have gold and silver in your portfolio to get that rebate later on. Now, the pound goes down 30%, gold goes up 30%, and you say, well, there's no point getting into it now. The, it, the damage has already been done, except that since Brexit, the pound has continued to fall and the and the price of gold has continued to rise. So when is the best time to own gold? You know, some people are looking at gold today saying, oh, it's too expensive, $1,300. Well, they were saying that when it was 600 because it just come up from 250 or when it hit $1,000. You know, how many people waved us down and said, ah, oh, it can never go to $1,000. Well, when it came off from 1900 those people were jumping out of windows. So... It's not a short-term thing. It's a long-term thing. And as long as there's death taxes and government debt rising, you want to protect yourself against it somehow. So you can go to guildhallwealth.com. You can go to the e-store. You can buy the physical product, put it in your hand. If, it, if you're at a point where, you're, where it's just too much to store at home, then consider fully allocated, segregated. And when we say fully allocated, we mean that the bars are allocated to you. You get your serial numbers. It's, on, it's in your name. Um fully insured, fully secured, buy and sell on a phone call. Or if you're if you don't necessarily have that that cash ready to go to do those investments, use the funds that are in your your registered account or your TFSA. Get some physical in your portfolio that way. And again, all of it's physical, all of it's fully allocated. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. And we do have, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be bringing an exciting way to, to be able to margin your account uh, in precious metals in gold and silver, which we partner with Questrade. It's a great way, an opportunity. Instead of if you were buying 1,000 ounces, you can now buy 2,500 ounces with the same amount of money. So it's a great way to get started. And if there's anybody out there that's interested and you want to get a little bit of a heads up, give us a call. Uh, we'll be happy to talk with you. Darren, take us home, pal. Final thoughts. Well, again, watch where the markets are going because they're telling us the story the whole time. There is very little in the way of news, at least floating out there now, of of any substantive quality that's telling me there is going to be a huge downside here in silver or gold. If there is more downside in either metal, I will be using it as an opportunity to buy. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving that advice to anyone listening. I'm just saying that it is an opportunity, and when you see these opportunities... You take advantage of them because the long term is the most important thing to me. And I've been here long enough to know that the price of silver could easily in the next four months be double the price of what you know, it is now. We also look at what's happening in the market. And even with the Fed, there's so many, there's more head fakes from the Fed than there is in a hockey game. You know, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. And money buys houses. That's what you have to look at. You have to look at the hard facts, and I think gold and silver is a great opportunity right now. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number, guildhallwealth.com. Make sure you check out the e-store in the top right corner to invest from home, and all the information about using your registered accounts can be had there as well. Starts with a phone call. Start investing today. The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.